Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with former star of For the Love of Dilfs, Dilfs on Out TV, Phoenix Lee. How are you doing today, sexy? I'm doing good. I love how you said former. Shady. <laughs> but I'm doing good. I'm really good. Yeah. It is Valentine's Day for anyone who doesn't know when this is airing. Um, and I like Valentine's Day. So this Valentine's Day is better than last. You can ask for that later. Yeah. <laughs> so, as I read, you grew up in Seattle. So what was it like growing up in Seattle? Well, I grew up in like like, I guess you could say, like, the bougie area of Seattle and so on, so, which also meant, like, it was more uh, Caucasian, if that makes sense. And I am yeah. half white, half black. My mom grew up in the Caribbean. So, like, I always definitely felt different just growing up, just based off, like, the way I looked, you know? Like, in class, like, we talk about slavery, and, like, everyone just looked at me. So it was, like, definitely, like, from, like, the get-go, before I even knew I was, like, gay, I always, like, felt very different. Um, I will say, like, Seattle's an amazing city, because I literally would, like, run away as, like, high schoolers from, like, the suburbs, like, Seattle, to, like, sneaking to gay clubs, and, like, I love Seattle, I mean, I adore coffee, people don't understand that, like, I love coffee, I love, like, I love music, the music scene there is amazing, that's, like, where I really found myself in a lot of ways, Um, but also, like, I moved away for a reason, (laughs) yeah, you know, it became small. Okay. Awesome. So were your parents surprised when you came out or was it like they had clues? I don't really know anymore because it was just like such, I don't really, I, so I came out at 14, right? So I came out like young and like when yeah. I came out, like I was like ready to fight. Like, they found condoms in my room, and they were starting to ask questions, and I was, like, so... I remember just, like, so pissed <clears> off about it. I was still a virgin. I was just, like, a stupid boy who was buying condoms that I thought was funny with my friends, you know? Yeah. And I remember making the comment. I was like, well, it wouldn't be a girl. Like, super sassy. And, they were, and like, they, like, seemed shocked. But, like, my dad has had totally seen me, like, talk on, like, dudes, you know, and, like, the fact that I'd watch gay porn because I'd be like, fix my laptop, you know? Yeah. Like, I'd like work back. So he like, he knew, he like, he, they knew how to look at my history before I realized how to delete it. Yeah. Um, just... They definitely like had a clue for sure, but it was definitely like, their reaction was not like necessarily like the best. And like looking back on it, I've healed a lot because like I realized they were just trying to protect me and like do their best. Yeah. Like, no matter what they said, I was going to be, angry and like the way they put it like my dad was super concerned about like the lifestyle and like how i was going to end up and like how sexualized it is and my mom was just like she grew up in the british colony and she was like she's like i love you that that's great just like uncross your legs and don't tell anyone like she wanted me you mean like it was like very that like she literally said that she's like she wanted it to be very me to be very anderson cooper Wow. If that makes sense. That's amazing. But she, was yeah. like, she was like that type of gay. Like, you know what I mean? And like, that's why I felt like off the bat was like, it was like, oh, it's okay to be gay, just like that type of gay. Very sort of like downplayed and like mm-hmm. very. Yeah. And like the thing is, like, so of course I was angry about that for years, but like eventually, like you grow up, 
you get more mature and you realize like, well, they didn't throw me out. They didn't hate me. They were just didn't know how to communicate with me. And, yeah. You know, and like my older, <clears throat> my older brother is gay as well, actually. But like, wow. he didn't come out till much later in life. He didn't come out till like, he was like, what, 23, 24. So, and like, they were so much nicer to him than me. <laughs> yeah. They, like, he like said it at Christmas dinner and they like toast about it. And they're like, yay. Like they were so happy that he was gay. I remember being so angry <laughs> internally. Well, just... I mean... <laughs> but like, you know, but like that was another example where I was like, okay, like, you don't, my parents aren't homophobic or anything like that. Like they just didn't know how to deal with me at the time. Well, I will say that that is probably speaking of my coming out. Like originally when I came out, I came out as bi. And mm -hmm. when I did, I had come out about four months after my mom died. So it was easier for me to like only have to tell one parent. Mm. <laughs> and it's because I don't know if I would have had the courage to come out had she been alive. Because I actually, the first person I came out to was my best friend who's actually gay as well. So like, yeah, that was... And I grew up in a religious household. So, like, my dad was su super religious. My mom, when she got sick, she became more religious. But, like, my mom was the one who introduced me to Madonna. So, like, it's like maybe sublimin subliminally she knew. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I told my sister, and my sister said, like, when I finally talked to her, she's like, I knew. I'm thinking, I'm like, you couldn't have given me a fucking hint? Like, <laughs> that would have helped a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. So, how much of a culture shock was it moving from Seattle to West Hollywood? Well, I moved to Canada, actually, before I moved to West Hollywood. Uh, I probably just didn't have enough lines they only let you have so many lines in those bios right yeah um yeah so when i was 18 like two months after high school i moved to vancouver bc canada for acting school and i was up there for like three years or something like that yeah and like that was a culture shock shock oh my god that keeps falling out so <laughs> it was in my ass so <laughs> um <laughs> Well, the things go. Um, yeah. No, so like that was a culture shock just because it was Canada, and like I really didn't think Canada was that much different because I'd visited, but living somewhere is so different. Um, I've never felt more American than living in Canada. I felt so American. It was so weird. People all the time would be like, "You're American." I'm like, "How do you know?" They're like, "You have opinions about things you don't know anything about. You jaywalk non like all the time, like you're loud." <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm not." I just it was like. It was like yeah. Everyone makes hockey references and I did not understand any of them. Like in school, like in acting school, they're making hockey references. The same way that we make football references. But yeah. I was like so more confused because I was like, I don't understand hockey. <laughs> Can someone like break this down for me? And um, it, was a, but it was a really cool experience. It was also the first time I'd ever heard people introduce themselves with pronouns. This is back like I moved there originally when I was 2013. It was the first time at Canadian Thanksgiving, everyone went around. 
don't know how that works because like everyone was quiet in a big group of gays and like one by one people went around introducing themselves fucking Canada right and they introduced their name and their pronouns it was the first time I'd ever heard that and I remember thinking that was interesting and um also it was the first time I met like someone who is trans that became um um friends with and watch um this girl go through the entire process of becoming a male and I watched like it, they were it was like a bi girl and a like at the time lesbian right and like yeah. a female female relationship and the lesbian I don't want to do this because she transitioned the lesbian yeah. became right and watching yeah. that whole process and them stay together because the girl she was with was like bi and like watching like I remember just being like wow that's real love like yeah. that's like insane I will I will say that as someone who has been in a relationship with someone who I didn't know was transitioning, they were like living in my apartment and like lying to me mm-hmm. about it. And eventually it was someone I had been with a year. We moved in to, he moved at the time he moved into my place seven months in. And then like one day didn't even tell me they were leaving. Just, I went to work one day, they moved their stuff out. I got a note with a key in the door. That's rough. Yeah. That's really rough. That's interesting though. My, cause I think it's interesting on the show though. They never ask any of us like, I like who our last relationships were with. I always thought they like, it was weird that they never, they never asked us that. But um, cause my last relationship um, ended after I like a pandemic relationship. Like I, I like, as soon as the pandemic happened, I like wanted someone to like gone a relationship really, really fast. And then like we moved in together like really fast after that. Um, but yeah, that is bro- good. no, and we're still friends, but like we broke up like a little after like COVID ended or the yeah. pandemic ended. Yeah. Um, after like my birthday, um, the following March, and like, like they, we broke up because not, yeah. be, not because of this, but we broke up after they told me that they wanted to transition, yeah, and then like, and then, that's not why we broke up, we broke up because. Because I, we had the moment where we realized, romantically, we both had to take a step back from each other because, like, they were going through things where, like, it was better for me to be a support and not and versus like be romantically involved because I realized if I stayed in that relationship, I wouldn't take care of myself, and then three months I would like hate this person. I didn't want to do that, so like we like it was probably one of my best breakups if that makes sense. Like, like yeah. we did what was best for like her in that situation, and, like. She literally just got her boobs like like a week ago, and I can't wait to see her. You know, wow. But see. It, like, I've been there for the everything else that like really matters. She's dating someone else right now, but like, um, it's like that was a really cool experience to have. And, like, I am like very, very, very gay, and like I am definitely a gold star gay. And like it, like yeah. the way I looked at it, like she was worried like that would give me a big deal. And what I told her was like. I don't care because you're not going to become like a girl tomorrow. I'm like, I don't know. Like maybe I'll, like I love you now, 
that doesn't mean that that's going to go away. Like the rest of the, the stuff, like sex or whatever else, like whatever issues that might be, like I, who do I, who am I to say that like that won't work out? You know, that's kind of the way I look yeah. at it because it's like, it's different. Like I don't seek that out because I'm not into that. But like, no. if I'm already in love with someone who I'm like living with, <laughs> you know, like, like this is like a very different situation yeah. because there's like other components to it. But yeah, but then we decided to split just because they were going through a lot and they needed to focus on them. We'll see. I will, I will say this. In that situation, you were definitely a lot more supportive than I was. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because, as I said, you went away to acting school and like got the chance to be exposed to all this. Yeah. I didn't go to college. So like I lived when I was in Orlando, I went for a few months for technical school. And then like, I was out on my own. So like I never had like that college experience because I went to college. I actually did go to college around here. I went for about a year and a half and I'm like, this shit is not for me. Like it's not for everyone. Well, it's also, I was in the wrong major. If I were to go back now, I would honestly, I was in like music business and I honestly would go for um, broadcast journalism. Okay. Now, just, just because like, I like doing this. I like getting to talk to people. I like getting to be behind. And it's honestly like, I could see myself doing like serious XM radio if anyone like gave me yeah. a shot at that. But like, I could. I couldn't do like local radio. I swear too much. Um, <laughs> so makes sense. Yeah. Um, are you an extremely sexual person? Uh, I'd say yes. <laughs> uh, the best way to say that is like I'm an extremely sexual person, but just like anyone, like, like um, as a male too, like we we forget like we ebb and flow. Like we do have like hormones. So there's times yeah. when I'm not, like, you mean, like, honestly, as of, like, the, since the beginning of the year, funny enough, I've only had sex with one person. Like, I have not been a very sexual person this year. But, yeah. like, every time I'm, like, oh, like, I'm not sexual, will it ever come back? Like, it always comes back with a vengeance. Of course. I forget, like, December, November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those were fun. There was a lot going on. But, like. See, yeah. I'm someone who, like, I have a friends with benefits. So, like, ha- mm-hmm. if I didn't have that, especially living at home with my dad, I probably wouldn't be as sexual as I am, or I'd be doing shit that's illegal. Like, <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, shout out to West Hollywood. Um, I need a friends with benefits. So hit me up someone. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to get an SCD, SCI. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, as long as you know what you like, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, you'll find somebody. Like, actually, the, as I feel like to find, like in the gay community, it, in the queer community, um, it's hard to find, I feel like, repeat offenders like i feel like so many people are about like hooking up once 
and like never seeing the person again. See, I was like that because I will say this. Okay, just to give you a little bit more of a background on me. When I moved mm-hmm. to Orlando, like I came out when I was 18. I didn't start having sex till I was 22. Okay. So, so like, and then that was me sort of only topping at that point because, like, at that point, I will say this. I'm someone who's, like, survived sexual assault twice. I had already been assaulted once at that point. And I remembered the pain of, like, trying to bottom because this person was, like, trying to go in me with no lube. And, like, I just, like, I'm already tight as it is. I just tightened up even more because, like... Yeah, of course. It's a a natural reaction. And then, like... And then once I got with my boyfriend, that was the first time... Well, I will say this. I've mostly dated black guys. I've... I had one relationship with a white guy who that was after I broke up with the trans ex. Mm-hmm. We were together about a month. Worst mistake I ever made. <laughs> because I went with someone who was like a little bit rednecky who like thought I was hot. And I feel like as some i have like self-esteem issues so like i'm like well i might as well just like date this person because they think i'm good i might not have anybody anymore mm-hmm. and then the i remember the day we broke up i was sick i had gone in the i went in the hospital like two days later and found out that i have like theringitis which is something where like my it felt like my lungs were swollen and like I was like white as a ghost. There was there was a day I was at work and like I was already feeling sick. I was supposed to do like a hotline serving job and they made me like actually serve tables that day and I spent like about 45 minutes in I had to go into the bathroom because I was throwing up. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was going to throw up and I was in there for like an hour cuz I just I was not in everyone around me except for my managers who like didn't seem to give a shit. But it's like all the people I worked with fucking knew I was sick. And like they didn't send me home like they should have, but the server took the shit for you. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Next question. So as you said, you went to acting school. You're an actor. What's one con- misconception most people have about actors? I, probably they were all egotistical. People have this idea because of like the media and seeing like big big names that like every actor probably has like a really big ego. Um, yeah, and really full of themselves. I think that would be the biggest misconception because I. Um, most actors that I know are like insecure in a lot of ways because yeah. it's definitely interesting to like put like put yourself out there in a way that it's like easy to like um, get hurt. Like I would consider myself someone who like definitely has an ego for sure. I definitely have an ego. Like you can see that on the show, I definitely have an ego. Yeah, but I don't think like 
I don't think I'm egotistical because like literally like I the last thing I auditioned for this is like I remember I was so like this is in December that I found out that like I didn't get this role but I, yeah. I auditioned I got a call to audition for a, a part that the writer had written based off me because they knew me yeah. um and the director knew me and they like I didn't have to do the first round of auditions, like second round of auditions. I just got straight to like the final call. They just called me. They're like, you're one of the few people who couldn't really consider for this. And I was literally like, oh my God, this is, I'm, I'm going to get the role. Like it's literally written based off me. Yeah. And I'm auditioning it from people I know. And I didn't get it. And I remember like find, finding that out. Cause I found out about the audition on Thanksgiving. And then yeah. before Christmas, I found out I didn't get it. And I remember just being devastated because I was just like, I like legitimately was devastated. Like, like my, I was with my parents and they were like concerned yeah. about me. I was just like, oh my God, like what does that say about my career? The fact that I can't even land a role as me. So like, yeah. I think people like don't realize like how sensitive actors really are because they, they just see the fact that like, oh, like they're on a show or they're doing this or like, you know, they're posting that. So I think totally. that would be probably biggest misperception you know and like a lot of them are a lot of actors are introverts too i mean i'm not but a lot are people think yeah that i mean are. well i get that like yeah if i wasn't a performer i'd be introverted too like i'm not someone who like goes up and talks to people especially like when i'm in gay bars i will say thank god i i do drag and like a lot of times I don't have to go up to people and talk to people. People come up and talk to me. Because, <laughs> like, I am, in some ways, I'm intimidated by people. Like, like shit, if I, if I was just, like, normally, like, all of this was off, and I just walked into a gay bar, and I saw you, I'm not fucking going to talk to you. Because... Just based on the fact that you're a skinny gay person, probably a lot of people's mind, maybe even mine at one point, is like, oh, that person's probably bitchy. They're not going to want to talk to me. I also have a bitch, bitchy phase. And I didn't know that. I've known them my whole life. So I'm very, like, I'm very used, like, even my day job, like, literally people, like, what, like, yesterday? Like, cause I like scout talent and, and like for like an, both an acting school and like, as well as like for agents. And like yesterday, like I forgot, was it, someone literally told me that they were just like, because their daughter was auditioning. And then mom told me that she was intimidated by me and worried yeah. for her daughter to audition with me. And then like later when she was talking to me, she's like, you are so chill. She's like, she's like yeah. I did not expect that at all. But like, that's true. Like we definitely like, judge people on like people's appearance and like um especially in like queer culture and gay world you know yeah like yeah i get that because like and a lot of people would say it's crazy because like so how tall are you uh five ten yeah like i'm six three i'm taller than you it's crazy that like (laughs) to think that i would be intimidated by you but it's like and if you were in heels Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> depending on what shoes I wear, that's why when people say, like, I have shoes, I haven't worn them recently, but it's like, I have shoes that make me seven feet tall, or I have yeah. shoes that make me, like, six, 
six, six, seven. It just depends on yeah. what I'm in. And they'll and I will, and I know any drag queen who watches this say this. I wear flats occasionally. I wear shoes with I'll wear like platform sneakers, but they're fucking platforms. They make me taller. That's all the shit that needs to do. No, no worries. Well, a Phoenix plat is a sneaker wedge. I wear that all the time. Not in drive, but just as a person. I yeah. like shoes. I like Ashy and like very much a shoe girl. Like I, I wear heels like as a boy in drag, like, like literally, okay, what's that? Look, the closest heel to me. I just went like that far. Wow. These I wore actually on Friday, I think. I like shoes. See, yeah. <laughs> see, see, I have stilettos. I'm at the point where, like, I have to reteach myself how to wear stilettos because after the things with my, my foot. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, right now, well, I mean, you'll see it in the picture once I post post on Facebook promoting this. I'm in like they're kind of like boots. Okay. I like them. They're something where I haven't worn them in a bodysuit yet, but I figured I'm like this works with like the t-shirt dress which is what I'm wearing now and like cute. Yeah. So that. as I mentioned before, you're in West Hollywood. Yeah. How is nightlife in West Hollywood? Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> I don't think people understand. Like, I love nightlife in general, and I love nightlife in West Hollywood. I used to live in Orange County for a long time. Like, I lived yeah. there for like five, six years. Maybe like five. Yeah, before I moved to West Hollywood, because I only moved like this past year. But I used to like come to West Hollywood, and like that's an hour commute. And my my favorite night was last night. Like I go out on like a Monday night because like there's less tourists, like more just locals, and like there's like yeah. some people, you know. Like I mean, where else would I be able to just like talk to um a care um not Kira? Oh fuck, I forget her name. But like like <laughs> but like Banji was out last night and like a bunch of other girls, like just like not even yeah. drag, just like chilling at the bar and like i got to like watch some really good drag and like dance to some really good music and like chill with people and like that's not everywhere on a monday night you know that's not like normal most places i i know it like when i performed in orlando i actually performed at probably the most famous gay bar in orlando in fact it's so famous that like people internationally know it. What's the name? This, um, Parliament House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. And it was like it was great. That's why I used to like going out because it was like ten minutes from my apartment. No, not even like five minutes from my apartment. Mm -hmm. And it's a struggle when you have to like go because, as I was talking to you before, I'm I'm like an hour away from West Palm Beach. And West Palm Beach, mm -hmm. even then, they don't have a lot of places. And the place that I used to perform in West Palm Beach 
burned down during the pandemic. Like there was some sort of like electrical fire when nobody was in there. So like they haven't been able to reconstruct it since. So like, wow. Eventually I just transitioned to performing at home. Cause I was one of the people like I performed every week till like they finally shut everything down, which I'm in Florida. It took them a while to shut stuff down. Yeah. No worries. I was living in Huntington Beach. I don't think they ever did. Well, I mean, in some places, like, I mean, granted, I always look at people who say during the pandemic they were stuck quarantining and being at home, and it's like, bitch, must have been fucking nice. I had to go to work every day. Like, (laughs) I get that. Yeah. So. What made you want to go on reality TV? Ooh, good question. Um, my friend literally sent me the information to audition, and I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, oh, okay, maybe. And I literally, I was bored in my apartment, and I had just got my hair done, and I was like, I need, like, I literally was like, I want to do something. I was like, yeah. maybe I'll just, like, I literally was just like, okay, I'll send in a tape. I took three takes, and then just set in the one I liked the best. And then yeah. I forgot about it. I really didn't, like, have ambitions to be on reality TV. Um, I mean, I would love to be on Big Brother, for sure. But um, I just, I don't know, I honestly, like, just kind of forgot about it. And then I got the call um, a few months later. I was like, what is this about? <laughs> Yeah. I was excited. I was excited once I, like, I think that's partially just being an actor. Like, I just audition for stuff all the time, and, like, I really don't care until I hear that I got it. Yeah, because I will say this. What I know about actors, like, I don't know any actors personally, but what I know about actors is you audition for a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff you don't get. Yeah, most stuff. Yeah. So, what would, Okay. I will say this. I'm going to explain what this term is before I ask the question. So this question is about being on ice while filming. For those people who don't know, being on ice is when the cameras aren't rolling, you can't talk. So what was that like being on ice filming for the love of Delphs? Um, It was interesting because like we honestly weren't on ice that much like we could interact with each other a lot like not on camera which definitely i think wow that affected like stuff that happened on camera and like literally legally i'm not supposed to talk about anything that happened off camera but like we yeah. were hardly on ice we were only on ice when like situations were like happening like obviously if they were like if they were filming we couldn't talk obviously but like um like it it was like only on ice if like they were not upset with us, but if they really needed to focus, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it felt like we were like being um, distracting in any sort of ways. But like we were, mo- we were able to interact most of the time. I will say, okay, the only time we were really on ice was the first day. Cause like, I'm, I'm almost like, yeah, sorry. I'm always thinking, trying to think about my NDA. What I'm actually yeah, yeah. But the, yes, the first sorry. day, like, sure, I didn't sure have the first to mention to you that before, but it's like if at any point I ask you anything that's in your NDA or like 
you can't say yeah. it. Just tell me you can't say it. <laughs> For sure. I'm pretty sure I can say this, though. Like, the first day, um, we were all on ice because, like, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can say this. <laughs> no, okay, so the first day, like, because the scene where um, we all meet the daddies for the first time. Yeah. We had already seen the daddies in the house because we were already living together. We were just not allowed yeah. to talk to them. Like, I remember, like, that was the only time we were, like, on hard ice. Like, we were not, like, the first day we really were not allowed to talk. Like, when we were in common areas, we could not talk to anyone. And we could, like, it was so awkward. If you remember, like, I was we'd be going up the same, like, spiral staircase, and we'd both be, like, like, I felt like I couldn't even, yeah. like, look at them, you know? Yeah. But then, that, but once we, like, had met them on camera, off camera, we were allowed to talk to them. Like, they were allowed to come into our room, we could go into their room, we could talk off camera, um, which was kind of nice to actually be able to, like, like, because on camera, you only have so much time together, so it was nice to have yeah. time off camera, because it made, like, the actual like chemistry and like like relationships seem more genuine because they actually were you know yeah that that seems crazy because like i'm thinking about people talking about on drag race that's where i first heard about yeah. like the behind the scenes yeah. like they're like they're they're definitely on hard ice from a lot of what i've heard a lot of time yeah and like that's definitely i mean they didn't start like that it's definitely one of the things that has progressed over the course yeah. of, like, people on the show. You know what I mean? Like, even, like, um, like the number of drinks you can have, it's mental. Yeah. But. Okay. Here's my next question. And I know this may seem like a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you actually believe you would fall in love going on the show? Okay. I was open to the idea. That's the best way I put it. I did not necessarily audition to fall in love. Yeah. Um, I auditioned for exposure. I can be honest about that. Yeah. But I'm also a hopeless romantic and people like don't realize that. So like a little bit of me was like, you never know. Girl, I are you really serious? Yeah, because I was like open in the sense of like, I'm like, honestly, you never know. Like I go into every opportunity like, you know, maybe this guy could be the guy. But did I yeah. go for that reason? Did I, like, you mean that I actually believe it was going to happen? No. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. I wasn't, like, closed off is what I was saying. Like, I didn't go yeah. into, like, every scene and every date just, like, closed off, like, or or even, like, trying to, like, act a fool and, like, pretend that I was going to, be like, be in love with someone. I did be, what I was just open to, like, you never know, like, maybe yeah. I will strike up emotions. Because I will say this, like, granted, I'm watching the show. I haven't watched this week because I was out working. I'll probably watch it. Like, well, it, it doesn't, there's no episode today. There isn't? Yeah, no, there's okay. no episode about Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, here's my next question. Okay. Were you shocked on the first day of filming when you saw Tokyo there? Yes. That was genuine. I, like, that, I, because you honestly don't know who's going to be there. Yeah. Right? And I did not expect, I mean, also, like, our beds were next to each other. But, like, yeah. 
Um, I, yeah, I honestly had no idea he was going to be there. That was like a genuine shock. Like, um, that was not acting. That was completely real. Yeah. So, crap. Um, okay. And I will say this. I can't even remember where I wrote it down. I might have to skip that question when I go back to it. So, or maybe I got rid of it. I don't know. But I'll ask it anyway. So what exactly happened between you two? Okay. Um, okay. How do I put this? So I've known Tokyo for a long time. Um, we were never like besties, but we like we were definitely like friends to a degree. We saw each other often um, at different sort of events. Um, he got introduced by one of my other friends to my best friend. And like they hit it off, they did it, dated for a while. Um, their relationship wasn't perfect like anyone else's. I was invested because I'm like I'm the best friend, you know. Of course, I'm yeah. invested in my best friend's like relationship. And oh. um, also, I'm gonna be hurt every time he's hurt, you know. Like yeah. that should come to the gig of being a good friend. And um, when they they broke up a few different times, and like when they finally broke up, I just. What, on my side, what was I felt really like hurt because I felt like at different moments throughout the relationships, I really vouched for Tokyo to my best friend as like being a good guy. So then yeah. seeing my best friend being hurt by him, I just felt like I was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like I vouched for you, and like, th like this is the shit I get. And yeah. um, and like we we just like didn't talk after that. And like a lot of that's because like, I don't really, I'm honestly not, not that dramatic of a person. So I just kind of removed myself from the situation where I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to take my best friend's side and this, you know, like I'm of not going, course. you know, like yeah. I'm not, I'm just not going to talk to their ex-boyfriend, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, so we just kind of left it like that. And like, there was more issues between the two of them. They're really between me and Tokyo. But yeah. when the show happened, um, I think it was about three months after the breakup, right? So yeah. I actually like, and it's not even like I, like I had never said anything before that that was like um, mean or kind of bitchy or catty, but I just hadn't talked to him about the way I felt or like the situation. So going into it, like that honestly was like the first time we had talked about it. Yeah. Um, which is probably why it ended up being as messy as it was because we had just had never had like a conversation like, ever. Yeah. And that's gotta be like extremely awkward to finally like get to see this person. And the first time you're seeing them in a while is on camera. Yeah. Like, and like the pr producers are good at producing. You mean like yeah. they know, um, but yeah, it was just like, I, it was like really interesting for me to like watch it back like at the premiere i was like i was honestly like really nervous and like anyone who's there knew that because i didn't know i just didn't know what it would look like you mean like i just didn't know how yeah. to edit it or anything no, and like no. people like don't realize like well it looked on camera like a five minute conversation but that co conversation was like probably 30 minutes or something it was yeah. like a very and it felt so long too so like shooting it like it was very very anxiety producing like Cause I, cause everyone else is like five minutes on camera of like, oh, like good drama, right? For me, it was like a whole day of yeah. like anxiety. Cause after this shot's done, like it wasn't done. 
like I wasn't like we weren't like good terms like I'm a sensitive person I'm in this whole environment I have to do these other scenes like I um I just remember like um personally just feeling just like really um off for the rest of the day and just I was just sensitive and like you know it all happened on camera I remember just being like what the fuck <laughs> this is so yeah. uh, crazy and like that was the moment too where I was like oh my god I'm on reality TV like <laughs> that yeah. was when it hit me like what you're talking about is probably why I'm saying this now the minute if I ever get on Drag's Race like season 45 probably when I'm fucking ready like I'm gonna say now I I now wouldn't do reality TV I would do yeah. like a docu series if somebody like approached me and they're like we want to do a docu series about you because then I feel like I'd have more like creative control. Yeah, Th yeah, exactly. You don't you don't have any control. Yeah, and, like, so that's what it's scary for me. Like watching the first episode, I was just like, I have no clue what it's gonna look like or how I'm gonna be portrayed. And like, yeah, after like filming um, for Love of Dolphs, I was like, oh my god, I'm never doing Drag Race. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, imagine all that drama and being tugged the whole time. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I cannot. You say that now. Like, <laughs> I said that in general. I was, being, I was like, I'll never do reality TV again. Yeah. Right. While I was like filming, because I was like, I felt so stressed a lot. But then, um, like literally, um, Prince Joshua, who's like on the yeah. show but has not come in yet, who's a really yeah. good friend of mine. I remember him asking me like after the show wrapped, like we got back to LA. He's like, would you ever do reality, like another show? And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I, was like, yeah. I don't know. I would. <laughs> Because now I feel like I'd be more prepared. Yeah. Know what you're walking into. Yeah. And as I said, this is great because you're the first person I'm getting to talk to about this because I'll give you just a little bit of backstage to you. You can actually check this out or anyone who's watching can check this out on my podcast. I was supposed to have an interview with Mateo. I got to day of... I was in drag, all ready to go. I sent him the link, much like I did you. It was, we were supposed to start at 9.30, 9 o'clock. I'm not seeing him, seeing him, seeing him. And then 9.30 comes around. He never showed up. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm already in drag. I might as well just like do the episode and like rant about how much this sucks. And... <laughs> I will say this, I've reached out to him since and he felt bad. He told me he was sick, but like I kind of went in on him a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. And like what I'd say for in this case, like I work in entertainment, right? So like yeah. I so I understand like how this works. Like he um, even let you know like um that I was gonna be like five minutes late because like yeah it's because like the CBS line was like long and I was trying to get a Red Bull so I could be peppy. Um yeah. oh I have a good Red Bull story about the show too. But um but yeah so um I just want to say like I love Mateo. Mateo funny yeah. enough was like one of the first people I connected it with on the show. Um I remember we had like a lot of late night conversations and we texted a lot but yeah um he's a sweetheart he really is yeah. And I don't yeah. feel anything against him. It's just yeah. now I'm at the point where so far, fingers crossed, 
I have the rest of this month filled up. Yeah. Saying everything goes well. Because you never know. I've That's so hit, well, I've hit up people. The thing that like pissed me off is like, as you know, this is show business, but again, I'm nobody. Like, I have people like I hit up and they're asking me for money, and it's like it's like I don't have it. I don't have it. It's not like I'm behind a podcast network. Like yeah. I do all the I do all the fucking research myself. Like I'm I'm the one reaching out to people. Like I'm doing it. The craziest amount that I had somebody I had somebody like I reached out and they're like it'll cost you a thousand dollars. I'm like I'm not interested because it's like because it's like for me especially like even I'll ask you if you want anything more. It's much like how I saw probably one of my like influences in terms of like doing podcast and radio, which is Howard Stern. Howard Stern doesn't fucking pay people to be on his show. He's like, I'll pay you in plugs. I'll let people plug whatever they want. It's like, let me know and I'll do it. Yeah. And it's like, and like the thing too is like, Obviously, it's good to know your um, worth, I, it, and it's good to know, and it's important to, like, get paid for what you do, uh, so I, I understand that, but it's one of those things where, like, I look at, like, it's almost, like, not, like, tears, but, like, you have to know what you're doing, and, like, I think one of the best pe- thing I ever heard was from my favorite drag queen, Willem, was um, that she only gets into drag for, like, four reasons, Right. Yeah, and this is probably look at entertainment too. Like, get to drive for charity, get to uh, drive for money, get yeah. to drive for or, um, exposure or for dick. Yeah, and that's kind of how I look at like my career. It's like the like I'm not here for money. I do. I have other gigs that will pay me that like yeah. I'm there for money. You know, I've worked with like a, a lot of charities, and like people don't talk about that, but like I like I worked yeah. with a lot of charities over the year, and like you know, and like that's. So, like, I mean, honestly, most of my charity work, people have paid me for. And one time I tried to go to my taxes and write it off. And my friend was like, you can't write off being paid for doing charity work. Yeah. <laughs> Learn that. But, like, you know, it's like, if it, but I do, like, free stuff, too, because, it's like, you do it for charity. You do it for the community. Like, that's yeah. important, you know? Um, um, yeah, then a lot of, like, stuff for or voting and so on. And, like, a lot of that's been for free. And then, yeah. like, it, yeah, I mean, exposure. Like, this, in my opinion, is, like, this is for exposure, and so exactly on. Like, like that's what i'm getting out of this and like that's worth me showing up and then like um i mean i look cute today and it's like valentine's day so hopefully i get some day yeah <laughs> yeah definitely and like i will do this because like as i said i just started interviewing people like recently like i will say this you're my you're my you're my third interview like Okay. So, like, I remember first one, the person was like, don't be nervous. And it's like, especially, like, why I, like, hit you up and, like, why I wanted to talk to you a little bit before we started is because I want to get comfortable with you and I want you to trust me. Yeah. Like... Because it's, 
I'm not like fucking Diane Sawyer or Barbara Walters. Like my goal is not to make somebody cry. Like, but to get to know a person, like I'm finding out stuff about you. Like I probably wouldn't have ever had the chance to like talk to you. Mm -hmm. Had I not gone behind this, like, I mean, if everyone wants to know the secret and for my fans, like why I started interviewing people, I was thinking, well, gee, how do I get a chance to talk to hot guys and get them to pay attention to me? I'll start interviewing people. <laughs> I love that. Hey, same reason I became an actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. God. It's hard trying to read in sunglasses, but reason I do sunglasses is because I don't know how to do eyes. Um <laughs> and every Just drag queen it. every drag queen is shocked about it. Cause I'll once we're off camera, I'll like de-drag for you off camera, like obviously not on when we're doing this, but it's like I have blue eyes and one of my friends in drag got so pissed the first time that he saw me without sunglasses he's like because i have blue eyes and it's like he's like why don't you do eyes i'm like bitch i don't want to do eyes <laughs> just practice that's yeah. how you learn anything you fuck up you practice you fuck up again like when like, i was first like you just yeah yeah i mean like it took me this long i've been doing it since like 2015 it probably was until like 2000 and 22 where i started doing like lipstick so like i'm <laughs> i'm doing like the slow progression to drag <laughs> hey that's yeah. that's your journey that makes sense yeah and like i i think everyone every drag queen's journey is like really interesting to me because like people no queen ends up where they are or they're in the way they look the same way like when yeah. i first started like i did not person like i didn't make it for a long time before that and like especially with like modeling and just theater and like just being a boy glam stuff but like yeah. i didn't practice drag makeup like people don't understand that like i literally only practiced didn't make like drag makeup when i went out with my drag family to gigs or did gigs like i literally i kind of wish i would have practiced but like that was the only thing that yeah. would get me to like do makeup and that was the only way i like i like the fact that literally the majority of LA just watched me get better at makeup over time was interesting for sure. Like I remember the first time I like blocked my brows and they looked awful. And I went to see Aquaria for the first time because my drag mom was like, like opening for her. And I was like, yeah. I remember being so ecstatic because I thought I looked so cute. And then I look back at pictures. I'm like, I went out in public like that. I was like, the first I would go, go over to my drag mom's house. And she'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to block my brows. She, she'd be like, have you ever done that before? I'm like, nope. We're just no. going to see what happens. <laughs> no, never, never again. Yeah, I, I really like to this day, even with makeup, like I like never practice what I'm doing. I just, yeah. like, over time you get better at what you do, but. Yeah. And I will say like, that's probably why, like, if someone ever asked me like how long it takes me to get in to get like ready and drag and I tell them like a half an hour and they're like, 
And they're like, what? I'm like, well, yeah, think about it. And that's including taking a shower. That's like, yeah. So it's like, literally all I have to do is like, I do like three layers of foundation. I do one layer of concealer and lipstick. And that's all I have to do. No blush, no contour. Oh yeah. I do blush. Yeah. I do blush. Yeah. I don't do contour. I I don't know how to contour. Okay. I love, I'm, a contour queen for sure. I love contouring because I, I, when I do boy makeup, I contour a lot there. Yeah, I like to be chiseled. But um, okay. Do you know how long it takes me? My guess would be I know how long it takes most drag queens, so I'm gonna say it probably takes you two hours, four. <laughs> yep. I did my dry. I did like for a competition in October. I got into drag in two hours, and I was so impressed. I was like, that never has ever happened. I was so impressed. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's put it this way. (laughs) You're already better in sugar and spice. Um, (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm I'm kidding. I love them. I love sugar and spice, but I was there for their their journey. I know them used to talking about how I used to take them all day. Yeah, but like, like that was me during the pandemic. <laughs> that was me during the pandemic. I would take like forever because you had too much time. But I actually met Sugar and Spice and got to talk to them on Friday. I know, I saw that. It was really cool. They were. I mostly talked to you Spice more than I did Sugar. Like, yeah, she was really, really sweet. They're exactly how the because the funny thing is I've met them as a boy before, like a year ago. Yeah, and they're very different as a boy versus girls. They're much more chatty as girls. They're much more withdrawn yeah. as boys. Which I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, I will say this again. Sugar and Spice, as I said, not being shady because I don't want to be shady to them because I hit them up. Like, this is this is the thing. I've hit up a lot of people. A lot of people haven't answered me back, but I've hit up, like, that's what I told people when, like, doing this. So, like, I told them the secret is, like, I'm like, Messaging the people is the easy part. Getting people to message back is the hard part. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes sense. For anyone out there that ever wants to message me, do it. I actually do check my requests, like messages. A lot of people don't, yeah. but like, I, I don't know. I'll look at any message. <laughs> Honestly. Well, that's why. Well, actually, I will say this. I wasn't entirely surprised when you responded back to me because, like, I have seen now it's like, you're in the lower thousands in terms of followers, which that's a little bit easier for me to access. But oh, girl, girl, you wanted the tea about that though? Because I wasn't always. This is a new account because um, during COVID and everything else, I got uh, my account got hacked. Oh, wow. at fifteen k, it got hacked, and um, they literally stole my account, stole everything. And then they sold it to another person, and now that person's selling it to someone else now because yeah. it's his book, right? And um, so yeah, this is like a new account that I haven't even had that long. Just yeah. to say why. <laughs> because uh, I w- the reason I say that though is because like you are right about that because like like I understand I know I understand that I'm not where I was, and it was really hard for me to go from 15k to zero. That was really hard on me because like, yeah. if you're like just work and so on because i will say like in la like 
no one cared who I was till I had 10K. I got 10K in 2018, 17, back yeah. when I was living um, with my bestie. And like, I remember so many opportunities shot up because of that, you know? Like, I did that. And then, like, realized that the first time I've ever gone to drive was a GG, yeah, a good, like, 21st birthday. Like, you know, I would not be there if it wasn't for that, you know? Yeah. But, which is, like, interesting to me because, like, in, like, I don't know this, like, because I had that at one point, I still have a lot of the connections. So I still, in the community, get not treated in a way, but I still get a lot of opportunities based yeah. off, like, that. But, uh, like, like I really don't care. But it's, I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot because, like, I care less now about following than I used to. Like, you, I used to be really obsessive. I used to be one of the No, sure. and, like, I feel like you're in a culture that is obsessed with that. So, like, yeah, as, as I say, like. But also, like, even when I had 15K, I, I, yeah. respond, I like, would look at every DM and so on. Maybe I just, like, put- talk about yeah because i mean like i miss my stalker i did a stalker once oh really wow yeah (laughs) see that's i will admit that's like that's the thing i'm overcoming i don't want someone to like consider me their stalker but like (laughs) it's like if you're getting back to me it's it's just like girl i'm trying to get you on my podcast (laughs) like i want to talk to you because that's that's different. That's like work. Yeah. This person was trying to get in, you know. Well, I mean, again, to me, not shocking that you had a stalker. Cause if you if you were like if you were if you were like busted, I could understand. I'd, if someone was like and someone's like, I had a stalker, I'd be like you. I've had two. But, Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> again, once again. You're a hot guy. You're not busted-looking. I, I, I have to move across the country. Wow. <laughs> I will say this. Can't wait for the day that happens to me. Um. <laughs> anyway. So, going back to drag. Well, yeah, no, you're, sure. you're, you're, you already answered that question. Um, What is your go-to lip-sync song? Oh, I have a few. Definitely, I would say number one is Circus by Britney Spears. I adore performing that song because I yeah. like have you. I use like two whips during it, like real whips, and like it I have a whole fit. Um, I'm like that one is definitely because um, like I for the something. See, I worked with a lot of charities, but I don't remember the names. For Foster the Youth, right? Yeah. Foster the Youth is that um, they hired me specifically to do that number. Um, yeah. For one of those huge like gala events, and like that was like one of those moments where I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I think I've been doing it for drag for two years, and it's like so amazing. And, like that one, I get requested to do a lot, and like it's easy for me to do because like I already have the look. I've yeah. already done it three times, so like that's probably like that's a good go-to or buttons by the Pussycat Dolls. Um, yeah. I want to wear like a, a black wig. <laughs> but yeah, so probably those two. Off yeah, the bat, I, will I, say, say. I will say this definitely as like someone, both songs I like, both songs I performed live. I actually just did a video, like a performance vid doing Circus 
last Tuesday. Yeah. So like, I am definitely like a fan of. That's why when people say like, which, which like pop star do you like like a lot? The truth is, I like all of them. Like, yeah, I'm the I'm the biggest fan of Gaga. Like, yeah. I mean, who isn't? Yeah. I mean, I will say this, like, the first time I've only, I've seen Gaga perform live, and that was amazing. Like, and that was a time where I'm like, this is, because I will say, the first time, going back a little bit, the first time I watched the Monster Ball tour, I was like, that's when I really fell in love with Gaga. It's like, I like some of her music, but it's like, when I saw the Monster Ball, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. So, didn't get a chance to see her on the Born This Way ball, but when Art Grave came to Fort Lauderdale, I went and I'm like, I went with my best friend. That was that was the month, I will say, that's that month that I went to see Gaga. I saw Cher the same month as well, and that was one where I kind of convinced, yes. I kind of convinced my dad. I'm like, I'm like, can you please buy me these tickets? So, I was able to get floor seats out of my dad. So, that was... <laughs> That was amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause because I literally it was my birthday present. I told him I'm like, this is probably the last chance I'll get to see share. And then she toured once she did the Albert Tribute album. So that bitch is never retiring. <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> so oh. You good? Can you hear me? No. Okay, now I can hear you again. You're good now. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, but wait, let me like. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. You're good. Okay. You're just not on my head. Okay. Well, now I can't hear you either. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So you can only hear me with my headphones and I can only hear you. Whatever. Okay. So we'll make this work. All right. So my next question is. What's the biggest misconception about you? That I'm a bitch. A hundred percent. Like my whole life. Um, and it's a lot of it. I know it's just because of like my physical features. Like I look like a bitch. Cause like yeah. my face is like, I have a resting bitch face. Um, I'm pretty, I'm skinny. All these things that people associate with someone who is like bitchy and um, like Regina Georgie or like anyone who's like, quick has a quick wit or things like that or like a like a silver tongue or like people associate all those sort of qualities with someone who's like a bitch and um i think that's the biggest misconception for sure because like most of people who like actually know me people who like get to know me um 
like know that like I'm honestly like a super sweet, super understanding, super generous, um, compassionate person. And like, I'm also like really, I guess really, I'm really respectable. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have, like, I realized like pretty early on, like something I care about is like being respected and like to be respected. I feel like you have to like act a certain way and you have to ha- kind of have to act this certain way to, towards everybody. Like yeah. I don't not I'm not a people pleaser, but I like, I have like values and morals and a, a code of ethics. So like, you can all call me a bitch, but like, I would like to see like receipts of when I've actually been one. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. I'm not going to lie. I liked you on the show. I kind of thought that about you. So like, when you hit me up, I'm like, well, maybe Phoenix isn't as bitchy as I thought. Like, <laughs> I, I play a good bitch. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I like get casted to play a bitch a lot, honestly. And like, on, on this show, I knew I was going to look like a bitch because, like, I didn't get casted on the show to, like, be the sweetheart. That was, like, very yeah. clear. I'm not Tony, you know? He's a Disney princess. That's not me. Yeah, Tony. But I'm glad you liked me on the show, though. Yeah. I did. I will like, say this. Like, the episode you got eliminated, like, when you were interrupting everyone's dates... That was so funny to me. Like every time you did it, I was laughing. Like I was so mad when that aired. <laughs> what? I was so mad because they cut out so much of like this stuff I said. Like I wish people could see like there's so much more that I said that I think was so funny. But I mean, yeah. like you can only put have so much time on air, but I'm people yeah. have liked that a lot, so I'm happy. Yeah, and I will say this, like Granted, you probably were upset once you got put in that position, but like, I don't think I would have liked to have seen anybody else in that position but you, honestly. I appreciate that. Yeah. I do. It was fun. I mean, because I mean, think about this like, who are you going to put Mateo? Mateo wouldn't have been good in that position. Like, I mean, I like Mateo. Mateo's sweet. Mateo wouldn't have been the good, like, interrupting person. That's that's you. He just would have put cheese on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when that happened. I Like, that face that they flashed to, like, that was a genuine reaction. I was just so confused what was happening. Because I remember just thinking the whole time, I'm like, I have to interrupt this? Like, what yeah. the hell am I going to say? Like, what right. is even happening? Yeah. That's totally. Let's see. Okay. So I will say this. Have you ever suffered with body issues? Yeah, of course. Everybody does. And once again, being skinny and actually skinny with like abs that I've had since I was 12, not a single person ever assumes that because they don't think that like that's possible. If that makes sense. But it is because like I'm a normal human being and because like yeah. um I'm not six five or a football player and yeah. I like yeah, I'm skinny, but I also grew up in the two thousands with a thin spo blog on Tumblr, you know? Yeah. Like we all like struggle for sure. And like the thing too is like because I've I like I've always had a good body and I'm very blessed for that. But because of that, I, my insecurity has always been like, well, what happens if I lose it? Like yeah. what like this obsession with like not losing this frame. Like there's like the obsession of like my identity being tied to it to a degree. And like, 
um also like well like yeah i can get a guy now but like would i still be able to get a guy if i didn't have this is like that's what they really care about things like that come into your head a lot and like it gives you bodies dysmorphia for sure i'm not gonna lie like i've had the same thing because like the thing is i have like a bigger body obviously like i'm a big bitch and i know it and like the thing is i think about like the notion of people like like obviously i try and lose weight i will say like when i have problems with my foot i dropped 40 pounds just because like people are like it's like how you did it i'm like i'm like i could barely walk i could i couldn't get out of bed except to like I would literally like go to work, work eight hours a day, come home, ice my feet and be like in my room for the rest of the day. And it's like, and it's like, you ask yourself the question of, do you need the fucking potato chips? No, you're going to stay ass in bed. Like, yeah. And being bigger, like the thing is for me is I tell people like, even I, even I tell guys I hit up and it's like, it's like, yes, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm like, don't worry, this ass ain't going nowhere. Like, I got a fat ass. I always, I've always had one. It's not going away. Like, I do not have a fat ass, and I wish I did. No, it's a lot of work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, I think I already know the question, but I think I already know the answer. But I'm going to ask anyway. Have you had any work done to yourself? Like plastic no. surgery? Because I will say this, like, first of all, you don't need it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, like, I know you're probably, like, tempted being in L.A. to, like, get it. Like, honestly, like, as I said, you don't need it. If I were to like recommend what I would do for you, I would just say like make your hips and ass bigger. Other than that, don't touch anything else. Like <laughs> honestly, like that's so funny because literally, okay, I've never had work done. Um, I'm glad I didn't, didn't move to LA when I was 18. You know? That's yeah. I want done is my ass yeah and i saw it on the last episode where they zoomed in on it where it was in those like little like spandex like orange sh sh shorts and i was like god damn it yeah i literally um which is funny i literally got um a consultation for it like two years ago yeah but yeah that, that's like the only thing but like that's just because like it's hard for like someone in my frame to like get a bigger ass you know but yeah, like i don't feel I honestly don't feel pressure to get like get my face done or do a lot of other things. Um, I will, I support the industry. I have friends who work in the industry. I have friends that, you know, my ex got a lot of things done. Yeah. So well, I will sure. say this. Good thing you don't feel that pressure because once you do, you're eventually at some point, you might end up like Madonna. Like, that's... Girl, growing up, I always wanted a nose job because I was really insecure about my nose being, like, a part black. And, like, my nose looked bigger when I was younger because yeah. my face was smaller. Yeah. And it used, to, like, it used to be a huge insecurity of mine. Like, really, really big. And, I like, I mean, like, since, like, I was in seventh grade, I wanted a nose job. 
Yeah. And um and one of my idols is Michael Jackson. So um, like yeah no yeah literally like such a big thing was I'd be like I want a nose job and I was like fuck I don't want to look like Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, because this is well, this is the thing you at some point I actually did just watch a video of a doctor like basically breaking down what he thought Michael Ned Jackson had done to his nose. He'd have like ten nose jobs like yeah, and at some point like. They said like they had to like move skin from like other part of his body to like put on his nose, and it's like, it's like I just, I don't get it. Like, mm -mm. I mean, granted, I've thought. Well, granted, I'm not gonna do it now. Like, but I've thought about like that's the one thing that like scares me about aging. It's like, it's like once I start seeing wrinkles, I'm gonna be like fucking. I was just today. I was just talking to one of my best friends who works um, at a med spa in Manhattan. He's one of my best friends of all time. He's also my drag yeah. sister, and he just got his lips redone and so on. He's had quite a few things done. He looks gorgeous, but like, like he, we were, I was talking to his coworker, and like his and mine theories are so different. His theory is like get everything done now to prevent. Like, get a nose job done, done now because your nose keeps growing. Like, get all these things done now so, like, you look great later. And my whole attitude towards everything is, like, I'm just going to ride out being pretty. Like, yeah. I'm just going to ride out all of this until it, like, doesn't work anymore and then go get something done. You know? This is the thing. Like, totally. First of all, what I learned about from watching, again, from the same doctor on YouTube video about madonna she had her first facelift at 37 and they only last 10 years i'm like if you start too early you're gonna have to keep on doing more and more work and your face is just gonna go more puffed and puffed out oh my god she looks so bad now yeah i know i know it's like sad well actually actually first of all thank god for you saying that because i was so afraid with me mentioning that that you're in la and you're gonna be like what are you talking about? That's completely normal for somebody to look like that because LA is full of people with plastic surgery. So like, well, you the, the thing is you can have plastic surgery until look good. My friend yeah. in New York, he looks fucking stunning. No. Everyone look him up. Sean Walsh. He's, um, I am Sean Walsh on Instagram. He's stunning because yeah. he knows how, he got it done. Well, my roommate who I live with silicone yeah. ass mama, He's, he looks great, and so on. He's older. He looks great all over. But there's so many people that do it wrong, and it's so hard to do anything about. Because once you do it wrong, like, well, okay. To be clear, I just want to say this: I'm not saying that you can't get plastic surgery. I will say, oh, no. like, I will no, say, I understand like, what you mean. I will say, like, for example, like Cher had plastic surgery. Cher looks amazing. That's the thing, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't don't want to look like Madonna though. No, I will say though, um, what they didn't we didn't do on the show. Was they made us beforehand write two truths and a lie. Yeah. About ourselves. And my lie was that I had work done. Um, but we never ended up doing the two truths. Or maybe they did, just not when I was on TV. But I didn't hear them do yeah. it. So because I'm even trying to like look. I can't well, I mean, granted, I'm wearing sunglasses, but I can't see anywhere where it looks like you've had work done. So like and plus, it's like, and plus, first of all, you said you're half black. That's going to help you later on. Yeah. My mom is, what, 67, no wrinkles? Yeah. 
I'm good. <laughs> and like, that's the thing. Like, I will say like, this. Like, the jaws because my dad's um, like part German. Things yeah. Like that, you know? And I'll say this. Like, I'm not worried about it. Like, you and I are like roughly the same age. I'm like a year older than you. So, like, yeah. I, I don't have to worry about that now because, like, literally. I am like fortunate enough to wear like once I got like 18, 19, 20, my face hasn't aged much since then. <laughs> and it's like I joke with my best friend who's like a year older than me. Like he he looks he looks older, so I I constantly tell him. I'm like, I'm like, and he was telling me about how one of his friends was calling him old. I'm like, I'm like. That friend's not allowed to call you old. Only I'm allowed to call you old. <laughs> Period. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Speaking of, since I know you do drag and you are have drag friends, I'm going to ask you about the one that I know of. How did you meet Manila Luzon? Oh, I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. She had so much to say about this show, by the way. She loved it. And I was like, really like that meant a lot coming from her. Yeah. Um, plus she thought I was entertaining, which also meant a lot from coming from her. Yeah. Um, cause I did love her in all stars. <laughs> she was also kind of bitchy. Um, I met her through one of my best friends, Nolan. Um, you look him up two people. He's on my Instagram. But um, they were good friends because he's good friends with um, Manila and her husband. And we just, we've seen each other out and about kind of stuff. And then we like, we finally met and talked. And then most recently we watched um, both episodes together at a dinner party at yeah. Nolan's place, actually. Um, so yeah, I've like gotten to know a lot of drag, like drag queens since living here. Um, yeah. I, I saw Shasha Colby last night. She's probably yeah. was one of the nicest queens I ever met um, when I moved here because she, she's really good friends with one of my old roommates. Um, I not to plug, but I but to to plug um, later this year there I will be in a show with um, a particular drag queen who is my favorite drag queen, Willem Belli. Um, so See, I I love Willem, yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. She's my favorite drag queen of all time. And um she yeah, I've I've known her for a while now. Um we're not like super close or anything like that, but like we definitely like talk and then we work we work together on this one project, which is really exciting. And I'm really I'm I'm really close to her um best friend Rhea Latre. But I love Rhea too. Like that that's where I was last night seeing her show. I know Rhea because of Willem. Yeah. Again, like I know all these people. I'm a fan of all these people. Tried it. I've hit both Willem and Rhea up. No response. They'll probably answer me once I get more well known for this. But yeah. <laughs> but it's like I will say this, like just like I have one last question and then like I'm just going to go off a little bit first before I say that. I don't like begrudge people like bigger than you, like not answering me because it's like yeah. they probably get thousands of messages a day. Yeah. It's like, 
you're not gonna be able to like answer everybody but like i'm trying to get who i can like this Sunday, I got to confirm with him tomorrow. I'm hopefully having Rico from Go Go for the Gold. I was with him last night. Awesome. <laughs> Rico just had a birthday. He's an Aquarius. Rico is literally so fucking sweet, so hot, and like so talented. Like, yeah, he's great. Yeah, that'll be fun. I will, yeah, I will say this. Like, as I said, fingers crossed. I never know. Like, I usually do. With you, it's a little bit different because I had to do the Tuesday. What I usually do is, like, I ask the people, and then, like, the Wednesday before I try and confirm. So, like, that way I know if I have anything to do Sunday or not. Like, Yeah. The reason I wanted Tuesday so bad was because um, yeah. because I'm on the Pacific, like, the West Coast and you're on the East Coast. The yeah. time frame would have been, like, 5.30 to 7.30 in the morning. And yeah. which is like a Saturday night, I stay out till like five. Yeah, and I wake up. I wake up at seven to go to work. Yeah, like thirty minutes away, like at nine. <laughs> yeah, so I was I like, mean, oh my like, god, I wouldn't sleep at all. I'd be like so. Yeah, and I will say this: like, I wasn't. It's like I knew. I knew this was the thing. Like, why I couldn't get back to you immediately? Like, for for Tuesday was because. I was supposed to, I was going in for a job interview the next day. I was hoping I was going to land the job. Turns out not. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like now I knew, like, I knew, like, and the one thing about Tuesday is like, and reason why I do stuff usually on Tuesday and Sunday is because, like, I know my dad's going to be out for hours. And, like, that's why, like, even my last interview with Sage Wade that I did on Saturday, he was like talking and like, I saw my dad pulling in the garage and I'm like, I have to cut you off. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Cause like, I'm not in my bedroom. Like I'm in, I'm in like literally the living room between the living room and the kitchen. Cause I know that this is like the best light and I'm <laughs> makes sense. All about light. <laughs> so my last question for you, and I am asking you this cause you're in LA. Do you have any real friends? I'm not saying this to be shady, but like... The shade. Oh my God, I can't. This is so funny. What I'm saying this for is because... Well, you're in LA. You know that people can be fake out in LA. Yeah. But, okay, the way I... Okay, the answer is yes. I have real friends. I yeah. value friendship a lot. These are my point. I'm not a bitch. Like, I really value friendship. Um, this is why I got in a fight with Tokyo because, like, I yeah. really do value friendships. Um, that same ex, mind you, I, like that best friend, I was with him last yeah. night. You know, yeah. Um, I have, I'm a very sociable person, so I have a big network of friends. But I, I um, am lucky enough to have a lot of really close friends that I've known for years. I have a like, it's so embarrassing. Like, even during this podcast, I've had two friends call me. <laughs> Yeah, so, like one one is in Seattle and one is in New York. And like the yeah. one in New York, I've known since I was twelve. The one in Seattle, I've known since I was fourteen. Like I'm, I the one who like is like works at the Mets ball. I've known for like six years. Like I yeah. take a lot of pride and value my friendships. So like I 
I'm lucky enough to have a lot of like long-term friends. And I think the problem in LA is it's hard to get long-term friends. A lot of yeah. people end up with short-term friends or superficial friends. And it's hard to get like get close to people because we are busy or people feel yeah superficial. Yeah, I mean, I would totally get that. Like and the reason it's a busy I asked city. That, yeah, it's like I would say that, granted, like I'm someone who's just getting to know you, but like I find you very likable. Thank you. And like that's why like I'll keep in touch with you. Like mm -hmm. I don't That's the thing. The funny thing is like after the show, like everyone's friends. Like I didn't like I I didn't end up like on bad terms with anyone. And like I feel like reality TV, like that's the I don't know how other shows are, but it was interesting to me that, like, on a show like that, that, like, the cast really stayed in friends. Yeah. Because I will say this, like, I am someone who doesn't have a lot of friends. Like, my bet, I probably had, like, probably, like, two friends that I was close with, and one of them passed away last year, so it was, like, my best friend is, like, the person I, like, talk to all the time like we probably talk i will admit i will i wish i was better at like talking to people like i'm 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 the worst at that like if you if like sometimes even people ask me about my sister and i'm, and I'm like granted we're on social media and everything i'm like i don't know i'm like if i'm i'm lucky if i talk to my sister once a year but it's like it's because, like, I get so involved in my life that, like, sometimes you forget to reach out to people. Because, like... No, that makes sense. I have I have two brothers. I'm a middle child, which is why I like attention. Yeah, and um, I, I've had to do, like, be more... Take more time to, like, m make sure to keep in contact with them. It's, like, it takes effort. Like, you mean, especially yeah. with my little brother, too. Because my older brother's gay, so it's a little easier. But he lives yeah. in Berlin, which is hard. But, like, my little brother's straight. So, like, we don't have as much in common. So, exactly. like, and, like, when I was, we were younger, we didn't, like, hang out, you know? He's, like, four years younger than me. Yeah. But, like, as adults, I've had to, like, put more effort into, like, trying to talk to him. And the thing is, like, I really hardly talk to him unless I go home for the holidays. Yeah. I mean... Because this is the thing, like, especially now, like, granted, as I told you before, I'm, like, unemployed, but that doesn't mean I'm not busy, because it's, like, it's, like, whenever I'm not looking for jobs, I'm trying to do research for this, like, yeah. or trying to message people and, like, just, like, have backup plans, because... Actually, going back to Mateo, Mateo is actually my backup plan because I had done all the research for a guest. I hit up the person Wednesday, as I said. They asked me for money. I'm like, I'm not paying you. Like, and it's like, to me, that, that a little bit annoyed me because it's like, why did you waste my time? Because, like, it doesn't, like, come all at once. Like, I mean, granted, for you, it was a little easy for me to write, but it still took me, like, two, three days to write these questions. Yeah. And, like, I'm not opposed to, like, 
doing something with like people and like maybe at some point in the future I can pay people. I don't know, but it's like I gotta get a network behind me to do that. Yeah. Like I'm not on mom podcast. I'm not on like I well, I'm not on iHeartRadio or anything like that. Like as I said, I do everything myself you're, and you're doing the grind and you're are working your way up like that's and like that's a full-time job doing all that and yeah. like um and i completely get that and you know you're not where you want to be yet you're not where you're going to be yet but like ev- yeah. like that's the thing everyone has a path no one starts with a billion followers or like a whole network or a whole budget you know unless they come from money that's <laughs> That's the one thing I was like, I'm like, why couldn't I have been born rich? Like, well, money doesn't mean you can buy talent. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> that is that is so you can buy a network, but that's why, like, you can get a show, but that doesn't mean people are going to watch. That is such a good point because it's like that's what makes TikTok so interesting because it allows anyone to really have a platform. And the people who succeed are people who are often the people who find people who are like just entertaining, you know? Yeah. And it's like like, all the the gadgets. And it's like, even with me, it's like, if I put more effort into TikTok, I could probably be bigger on TikTok, but it's like, I just, I can't like literally what I use TikTok for is you have 8,000 people who are, lip syncing to songs i did that those are some of my biggest videos on tiktok but it's like i'd rather post like clips of performances clips of interviews like this like i'll at some point i don't know how like it'll work out but probably within the next few days i'll like take two clips from this interview and like put it on tiktok and then like post that to instagram tag like, me phoenix yeah. lee rising yeah. <laughs> I have, well, I have cute well, TikToks. I need, well, to, I need to work me. on my TikTok too. TikTok's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, you follow me, girl. Like you're gonna get. Oh, I know. That was that was less for you and more for. Oh, that's viewer. that's for them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plug in. Yeah, I mean, hey, as I say, plug everything. Like the thing with social media, what I tell people, like when they talk about social media and like me being on it, it's like. If I was not an entertainer, I would have no excuse to be on social media except to like maybe follow hot guys. But then, like, that also comes into like, there's some guys who are just interested in me in drag. So it's like, that's why they hit me up. That's, oh my God, girl. Every time, without fail, everyone knows, like, Every time I'm in drag, I get like hit on. And it's so interesting to me the fact that like the types of people like that legitimately just want me in drag. Like yeah. that's what that's their fantasy of me, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, I will say this. I'm assuming that like you probably they're probably also like fooled by the fantasy because you probably wear like hip pads and all that stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like my human hair, good makeup, hip pads, like the full illusion yeah. and hot girl. Um, and I've had that happen though. Like the, I had a limo driver. Okay, so this is like random story. So I, I yeah. on an event. Oh. This was like a, two weeks after the um, 
the show actually and like i like funny enough i booked tokyo and i booked yeah. demilo who's on the show later and um we like for the vip people like i organized like a limo ride and like it was cute picked everyone up that whole thing and um i was in drag and the, the guy kept eyeing me like the driver right and then yeah. like on the way back like it was like because other people went off to like party or like have their own ride so it's like in the limo it literally was just me it was just me going back to my apartment like yeah. he was just driving just me nobody else and then he started flirting with me and he legitimately thought i was a trans woman which i thought was really interesting and i had to explain like because i don't people don't think i'm ever a girl in drive but i get trans girl a lot because like i like see more passable if that makes sense yeah and like i don't i'm not the person who like goes along with the ride with that i just don't think that's okay personally yeah but, like i had to explain to him that like everything he liked about me was fake he was like, I like your eyes. I'm like, contacts. He's like, I like your hair. I'm like, a wig. He's like, I like your hips. He's like, I like your ass. I'm like, pads. Like, it was just like everything. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, girl, I'm a boy. See, like, see, that's got to suck for somebody like you. Because I will say this, like, when I, like, granted, I don't pat, well, as I said, I have a fat ass. Like, I don't need to pad in drag. That's why, like, somebody suggested to me one time, they're like, you should do hip pads and stuff. I'm like, so what? I'm gonna make my ass big. I'm gonna make my already big ass bigger than it is. Like, none of my fucking drag will fit if I do that. Like, yeah. But like, that's he, the beauty of drag is like being able to like manipulate and change um, the way you look into whatever you want it to be. You know? Yeah. And like, I remember, like, I when I first started, I didn't wear pads. And I remember literally. I remember the first time I put on pads, and I felt like a woman. I loved yeah. it so much. And like now my pads are pretty big, but yeah. I mean, if you need to pad, do it. Yeah. Like I you just so gotta on. know your body type and know how to manipulate it. That's what drag is and so on. You the same way that you like know your face and know what to do with it, you know? Yeah. Like I love my face and I love my face as a boy and I love my face as a girl, but like this jaw is great as a dude, but as a girl, I I like have to make sure it doesn't look as prominent see and like speaking of your nose that has to be something that you you have to like contour your nose down and all that yeah see that's one way really good at it over the years that's the thing like i think that's probably why i stopped wanting to have a nose job is because yeah. i got good at makeup and i was like oh my god i can just make my nose look the way i wanted to look with makeup when i go out yeah. like both as a boy or in drag and like once i realized that i was like cool my, my nose fine I will say that's that's one area where I'm blessed. Like if I had to contour somebody's nose, I'd have no idea how to do it because I don't have to because my nose is small. Like, yeah. So that's why I had somebody who I worked with who was allegedly straight. He could never make up his mind. He would talk about all these girls and then he'd be attracted to me at the same time. I'm like, bitch. It's like make up your fucking mind. It's like, are you bi? Are you gay? You're like, <laughs> but anyway, he's like, I'd love to do a number with you, and I'm like, I'm like, I literally told him, I'm like, I do not know how to put, I would not know how to put you in drag because like his nose was huge, and I'm like, I don't know how to make that smaller. Like, I don't have to know how to make this smaller. Like, yeah. if I were to contour my nose, I'd look like Michael Jackson. Like, that's yeah. But that's the thing, it's about knowing your face, and it's hard doing other people's faces for sure. And like I in drag, I don't glue down my full brow. 
I only glued down half of it because I literally have a three finger forehead. My forehead's actually really small. So if I was to like put my eyebrows up, yeah, they look crazy. Right. So like, you know, everyone's face is different. As I will say, like, I or, never... or like my lips, like I have big lips. I like barely yeah. will over draw them at all versus the girls who are like, you know? Yeah, I did overdraw a little bit. And actually, I'm going to. Looks gonna... good. Oh, thank you. Because I was like, I was like doing my lips and then like I fucked up. I'm like, fuck. It's like, if I do this wrong, Phoenix is going to clock me and like. <laughs> what I will tell you what I learned, because I didn't know how to overdraw my lips for like the longest yeah. time because I just never did. And then my drag sister, the same one who um, just got her lips done, the one in um, Sean Walsh, the one in New York. Yeah. Um, porcelain diamond. She taught me like what you do. Is there a pen around here? Um, I'm like looking. Anyways, um, ooh, there's a key. I'll show you with the key really quick. So what you do, you see your lips, and when you you take the lip liner and you make a mark here, 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 here. Slide out, slide out, and then you just connect the dots. See, lip liner would be something I'd have to buy because I don't have a lip liner. Like, girl, go to Target. Get go to NYX. Get NYX. It's cheap. It's good. Because I will say this, like, NYX. I'll think about that. Because, like, other than my lips, everything else on my everything else I do is Elf. Like, and, Elf is good. Yeah, and my sister told me about that when she saw me. Because, like. This is why I honestly went back like into my old photos on Instagram and like I deleted them because like I got accused of doing white face because like I was doing makeup that was way too light for my face. <laughs> Happens. And it's like and she's like, Don't you watch people? I'm like Like here's the thing, like I try and watch beauty tutorials, but it's like at some point, depending on who the person is, it's like, it's like, I try and keep up with you, like paying attention, and then you just bore me. Then do TikTok. Like, the beauty tutorials are so much shorter. Yeah, I will. Okay, I'll definitely think about that. Like, you mean, if that's what it is, because like, the ones on YouTube can be real long. I get that. Yeah, because like my who, tiny who, holes of an ear make these keep falling out. Because <laughs> it's because again, it's like I'd love to have like the patience to watch thirty minutes. I'd love to, but it's like the only thing I last like long form for is watching interviews. Like, like I can watch an hour interview and be like full depth in because you're learning about somebody, but it's like. It's like trying to watch something where it's like a beauty tutorial that's like an hour long. I'm like, yeah. But I will say this. It's why, like, I will say going back to long form interviews, I actually like this and I like that we've gone this long. Because I will say this, this is the longest I've gone on an interview. <laughs> and like, 
I like that. And like, you probably don't even know how long we've been talking. Like, that's the thing. An hour and 39 minutes and 25 yeah. seconds. Oh, so you can see that too. I didn't know if like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a really good like sense of time. I don't, but. Yeah. Because that's why when you told me like how long it's like, I plan on an hour. Because like, yeah, with my first person that I did an interview with, I told him originally half an hour. Because like when I'm by myself, if you're doing more than half an hour, you're you're like getting close to being on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Like I cannot see how somebody could do like four hours just playing video games, sitting by themselves. I'm like. And that's what people do on Twitch. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. How on earth? Oh my god! Sorry, I just. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, my roots are showing, but I'm still fucking blonde because I just remembered we were on Twitch. <laughs> because okay, the first um, digital drag show I was a part of was on Twitch, and yeah. Twitch is such an interesting platform. It's such an interesting platform. Yeah, I will say like, well, now I'm noticing it because you pointed it out, but I wasn't noticing before, like. But I mean, that's, that's honestly, I will say like, I'd like this, who knows, like even talking to you like for an hour and 40 minutes, like I'm not opposed to having you back on again. Like once. I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. That's probably why people honestly think I'm a bitch because I'm a very opinionated person. <laughs> I Girl, will talk about them. Let me put it this way. And this is the thing that like shocks people. You want to know what this is my podcast? You want to know what the title of my like political Twitch show is? It's called The Opinionated Bitch. That's literally the name of my show. I love that. And it's like, and it's like I usually do it on Tuesday. I didn't I didn't plan a topic because obviously I knew I was going to be talking to you. But it's like last week I did one on immigration and it's like I'm a little bit like calmer on this podcast where like as in on my Twitch show, I, I sit here, I get my facts. I say whatever facts I need to. And then I go off about a topic because, and a lot of times it's me attacking Republicans. Like that's <laughs> attacking Republicans and attacking establishment Democrats because I will say like, I can't, I can't stand watching corporate news. I don't know where if, like you're in if you're a news person or not. Like, no, no, <laughs> no. That, believe me, let's. You, you, I will say this: like, if I wasn't like watching a news network where I thought I was getting the news honestly, I wouldn't be either. Like, but it's like just to see. I will admit there was a time where like. I did like block out news during the Trump administration because, like, I just knew that like shit was bad. And it's like, I'd rather be ignorant about this shit, knowing that it's bad, than like have to sit there and constantly like see Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. That's, that's why, like, I was watching like CNN. I was like, unfortunately, in the same room where CNN was on, and I like, saw it and it was like a year into Joe Biden's presidency and they were still blaming Donald Trump. I'm like, I'm like, girl, get a new talking point. Like, It's all so fucked. 
but I will say I have to watch it because like as I say, it's one of those people who didn't go to college. It's like maybe like watching the news will like keep me from like getting Alzheimer's dementia to brain. Be aware of what's going on in the world around you. Yeah. It is. Because I know stuff like when I see stuff coming out of Florida, I'm like, well, not a surprise. That's why when I, I saw like one of the gay people I follow on YouTube, he was doing a video like he's like, I moved to Florida. I'm thinking, why? Like you moved here from L.A. Like you're getting into this. I'm trying to get out of this. Like because I know it's, it's fucked here. Like it's cheaper. That's why the, he probably moved. California is so expensive. Yeah, but like, I agree with that. Like, I will say, like, in terms of like places to live other than Florida, like, obviously, that's probably why I want to move to Atlanta because it's like, it's. I've never been to Atlanta, but I've only heard great things. It's so pretty. Like, that's probably the one reason why I want to go to Atlanta because it's like, Florida has no seasons. Like, yeah. I was like so grateful. I woke up. I wake I wake up crazy early. Like I woke up at like four o'clock this morning and like went out power walking. You know what time I went to sleep? I was you probably went to sleep at four o'clock, right? I went to sleep at five a.m. I got home at like three. (laughs) I was just on TikTok scrolling. I mean, but that's the thing, and it's like. I get that. Like, I'm a night owl for sure. And the thing was, I used to go out when I lived in Orlando too, and used to be yeah. out at night. But it's like, now that I'm in a small town, it's like, I'd rather like get up at 4 a.m. Like, get go out. And, going. Yeah, it's well, it's also that, and it's partially because like, my dad has a psycho dog that's like ever like she's being calm now because she because he's not here but like she's attacked me like multiple times like just oh i could never i lived um my old place the landlords had two pit bulls and they attacked me twice and it was so traumatic yeah and it's like but the place was so cute yeah yeah she had a cute dog like And it's like, especially now. Oh, Phoenix rejoined. Wait. Okay, you're back. Yeah. Wait, you can just you give me one there. second. Yeah. I have to grab something.
Hi. Okay. Hey. Okay. So anyway, that's fine. I know we've been on for a while. Like, no worries. I literally, yeah, I should go mm-hmm. pee. <laughs> well, no, that was the thing. Like, as you see, like I've seen you drinking all the time. I try not to drink on the podcast. Like my my. I am literally obsessed with water. Like, people don't even understand that. Like, people, like, oh, my God. I am obsessed with alkaline water, different types of water, sparkling water. I chug water in the middle of the night. Like, I drink water all the time, which is good for your skin. I should should drink more water. What I do is green tea because, like, I'm just obsessed with diet green tea because it's, like, for me, it's like everything I do involves my voice, and I want to lose it. Like <laughs> that makes sense. Tea is great. Green tea is great. Yeah, I'm a liquids person. Like I love, I from Seattle, so I love coffee. I love tea. Um, yeah. I love water. <laughs> but See, not really a soda girl. But well, I do is like ninety percent just drinks. I do one a day. I do like one like Coke. Pepsi Zero, whatever in the morning. I drink I a lot coffee. of energy drinks. I, will I need say some that. form of caffeine, like especially because like getting up so early. Like as I said, like I've been up since as I told as I said four a.m. and like I literally am going over to my friends with benefits house at ten thirty. So it's like I'm having to go like way past usually when I go to bed. So it's like <laughs> yeah. Actually, funny enough, on the show, fun little story. <laughs> uh, when I got there, the um, in the fridge they had rebels, and I threw yeah. like a little fit because <laughs> they didn't have the type I liked. You're probably sugar-free Red Bull, right? Uh, no, they had. I like the um, colored ones, the like different fruity flavored. And oh. at the time when we shot it, it was during the summer. It was like actually like late August, and yeah. they had a summer edition Rebel that was strawberry apricot, and I was like obsessed with it. And I literally had to like DoorDash it to um, set because I wanted it so bad. All they had was like regular Red Bull or something, and yeah. like literally everyone who was like all the cast members, they all know like. You can ask Prince, like, I was obsessed with those Red Bulls. Like, that's, like, I needed them all at all times. I remember someone drank one of them, and I was trying so hard not to lose it. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, who the fuck drank me? Yeah. I mean, like, well, wait. Actually, that's a, that's another thing you just said that I was shocked about. They let you keep your phone? <laughs> I don't know if I was allowed to say that. Well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't know if I was allowed to say that. I don't want to. Daddy TV don't sue me. But yes, I was allowed to have my phone. There was a restrict. Okay. Like I wasn't allowed to have it during scenes and things like that. Um, but we did have them. We like what we could do on them was like slightly lim- limited. Like you know, like we weren't allowed to like stay where we were or like take yeah. pictures or like post stuff. Well, that stuff makes sense. Like yeah, I was I was just saying that because again, your favorite drag queen, famously got eliminated from RuPaul's Drag Race because she broke the rules. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Like, um, but yeah, that was not me breaking the rules. But yeah, I, but yeah it was it was like nice because I could keep up with people and some yeah. people didn't know where I was. So it was, yeah. it was easy to just keep the um, a ruse, I guess. And here's the thing, like this thing about you saying something you just said, believe me, on this podcast, if my sister ever like watches 
the last two episodes, she's going to be so mad at me because I said just like <laughs> I was talking with artists and talking with her about how she misunderstood what I did. And I said my truth. Like, it's like, I don't know if she didn't want me to reveal it or not, but it's like, fuck it, I'm already behind the microphone. You can't stop me. I already did it. <laughs> the thing, too, is like, it's, I think it's empowering and so on. And like, there's so many people out there right now who are like making. Uh, difference in, in that community and I've seen that for sure and I've met a lot of people who are doing a lot so it's like I don't know be proud of, uh, I mean I can't say anything really but like be proud of the community you're in you know Yeah, it makes you a beautiful individual right I have no shame in anything the only things I have shame about are like when I see like watching old like videos of me doing music stuff before I was in drag because I was just I was like as they call it like desperately seeking attention so I was doing stuff that I knew was shocking like for shock value yeah because I wanted people to pay attention to me that was one of the things my sister said she's like Oh, you're just doing you're just doing drag for the attention. I'm thinking like it's not just for the attention, but it's like duh. All all music like news slash, you probably know this. I'm telling this to the viewers out there. All entertainers want people to pay attention to them. Some of us are just better at getting people's attention. <laughs> and that's why I'm here. I'm pretty good at getting attention. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the thing is, in order to get your message out sometimes you have to get people's attention yeah like i wasn't able to like if i didn't dress up in drag i wouldn't be able to like get angry get people to understand about how angry i was as a person because i will say i this is why i'm glad i'm not songwriting now because i only write in like three modes one of them sadness one of them's anger and one of them's like slutty, hoary ish. Like, that's that, those are the three modes that I can write in. Like, when I hear people like write happy songs, I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, <laughs> I just, I can't. <laughs> but I will say, like, what? Like, okay, maybe that's another question I can ask you. Probably last one. I know I said that like an hour ago, but... <laughs> no worries. Um, I like questions. More water. So once you, once you get people's attention, what do you want them to learn about you? About me? Yeah, because like you said, you're good at getting people's attention. Like, what do you I want am. them to take... What do you want them to take from you once you get that attention? Hmm. I think I just I want people to understand that um, people can be more multifaceted. I think I want people to um, I want to help people. You know, in in like the way yeah. like I the most rewarding thing that has happened to me like this year was the fact that like I am like not this. Like a week ago, a week ago, like on Monday, I was at one of Rhea's shows and this guy came up to me and he was just like, hey, like, um, 
I don't know if you remember this, but 10 years ago, we did a little project called um, Legally Blonde together. And um, I it was like my last show senior year of high school. And I, of course, I remembered him. Like he was a freshman. He was gay. He was 13. He'd just come out. Yeah. And um, he wasn't sure if I was going to remember him since it's been like 10 years. And he expressed how he had followed my career and everything else like that. And he expressed to me the fact that he's never forgotten like the stuff I told him and like our interactions in that show and how much it meant to him. He's now touring with the West end. And he talked about how literally like he still sometimes thinks like, what would Phoenix do? And like that, I like that. I don't understand like how big of a difference I really made in his life. He talked about the speech I gave him. You'll love this. Like I gave him a speech. I will never forget that. I give a good, um, become a bitch speech because I gave him a speech because I was like I'm leaving I'm like you're I was like you do not have my same tenacity I was like you're gonna get eaten alive by these straight guys I'm like you need to get a fucking backbone like you need, the only reason why I survived is like I became a fucking bitch in high school so I um and I left and he told me he's like I got a backbone because of that like I really like stepped up to the plate and like made a lot of changes in the school and like continued on like your legacy and what you were doing and like hearing that was amazing you know like touching yeah. someone's life like actually touching someone's life and the thing is like i got that because i wanted fucking attention i got a lot of attention you know and like i think like more people who want to do good and who want to help and be there for people should be the ones getting attention should be the ones utilizing their art to like make someone happy. The reason I love Willem so much is like, yeah, Willem was the first drag queen ever related to because I was a rebel in high school. And also like, like when I was like depressed about stuff, she made me laugh, you know, yeah. like comedy is healing. And like these entertainers that like are good at getting attention, like often they're also good at helping people through things. Yeah. And it's easy for us to relate to them, you know? I mean, I get that. Like, I will say this. I recently, it was just like that thing about you, like getting a chance to like mentor somebody. I had one of my followers like reach out to me. Who's also a performer and is like asking me stuff about what it's like to be out there. And I'm trying to impart to him the best I can. It's like, it's like, I didn't know what I was doing. And the thing is, like, the thing that I learned was that it's not necessarily about having the best voice. Because I will say this, from going to open mics, you hear a lot of horrible singers. Like, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, even in my mind, it's like, as much as I, like, try and replicate Christina Aguilera. I know I'm not Christina Aguilera, but it's like, I know I'm better than you. <laughs> and the thing about wearing sunglasses is it's great because like sometimes my eyes will roll and it's like if nobody can see my eyes, they can't see how rude I'm being. <laughs> Very true. And just like telling him, he asked me to like interview on the podcast and I'm like, this is the answer I have to tell people. It's like, I'll fit you in when I have time. Like, and I will say, like, 
in some ways, I, I feel like so removed from being a performer because it's been so long since I've done it that like I still love singing. I sing like every day, but it's like I created a new lane for myself because I wanted to do something that, especially this part, even my best friends is like, it's like, well, apparently you found another talent that you have because it's like, I didn't think about it, but it's like, that makes sense. I've watched interviews like most of my adult life imagining I was the person being interviewed because I used to do like as crazy as it sounds I would do like mock interviews when like nobody was home and just like talking to myself <laughs> which I know sounds a little crazy and no it doesn't it makes sense <laughs> but, but it's like I wanted to and like probably what I wanted to do with you I don't know I wanted to ask you some questions that, like, obviously you probably have been asked before. But I also probably wanted to ask you some questions that people have never asked you before. I don't know if I've done that, but that's what I tried to do. <laughs> I think you did a good job. Thank you. And, yeah, I've gone through all my questions. It's 7 o'clock. So, shit. I will say... Unfortunately, I've loved talking to you. I'm going to end the podcast, probably just like close it, like de-drag for you, and then like just maybe talk for a little bit after. Okay. And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. I hope you've enjoyed. <laughs>